Okay, I think I've solved the majority of all of our issues. Okay. That we're ever going to have ever again. Okay, perfect. We will never have an issue ever again ever in the history of the world. Mm. Uh, because this is BSFW Podcast, yes, Season indeed. 3, buddy. Season 3. At Backside Attack. At Vixabe. Oh, my goodness. Uh, reading a book. Yes, I yeah. I, re- I read through that very briefly while you were in the washroom. You surprised me because I thought you had actually read it because you were talking about characters I hadn't heard about. Yeah, I said, uh, I always do that. Jack like, Kane. Like, you got to read this book, man. Really? I'm like, well, one of us asked you because I, I didn't read it. <laughs> one of us asked you because I went to the middle and yeah. I read a couple names. Uh, yeah, I just read one name. I'm like, Morning Jack Crisp. Jack Crisp. Um, it's about wrestling. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge wrestling fan. You are a huge wrestling fan. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm not the biggest that I that in my circle of people who watch wrestling. You're the. You're the biggest in my circle of, of people that I, I know. I could see that. Yeah, you're the that. biggest. There are definitely a few that are bigger than I am. Um, and I always enjoy talking to them. Mm-hmm. We don't have them around nearly enough, but yeah. uh, I do like talking to them. But this one is kind of about. Um, it's more. It's more as if uh, Vince McMahon was not the son of Vince McMahon Sr. Yeah. And if it was just a dude who just like got into the wrestling game, stayed under the radar, was not a big name by any means, and then just took over. Mm-hmm. And it kind of starts there. And I, I just kind of read a little bit of it in the uh, in the bookstore there, and I just picked it up. So I'm just starting. I'm uh, like 10 pages in. Okay. How much but, was it? Uh, like 14 bucks. Oh, that's not, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's so 14 bucks for a book is, is nothing. Oh. But it just, it's such a grabber in, uh, in the old uh, Gene Hackman phraseology. Oh. The get shorty. It's a grabber. It's a grabber. Check it out. It's a yeah. grabber. Him but the, uh, <laughs> him with those those false front teeth. Here he's those him. Read, those read on teeth. Oh my god, <laughs> so wild. But I just like the idea. Of what you know, because because wrestling has always had this kind of feel for us growing up. That like growing up, we kind of thought it was real, and then as you get older, you realize it's all bullshit. Oh yeah, it, it was our soap opera. It was our soap opera. Yeah. And then as you get even older, it becomes uh, for me anyway. It's watching high level stuntmen do high level stunt work. Yeah, because then you get past the, uh, you kind of get past the wrestling, because uh, like, because like, we were kids, we, we it was all about the drama, like the characters, right? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't about the wrestling. We were like we would we would we would marvel at the same time sometimes, but we were more like these guys are like are, uh, we just fell in love with the characters. Right? Oh yeah, but now it's like you can't I can't name a character that that I that I love right. It's more about like you appreciate the uh the you know, the work the work the work is phenomenal exactly because back then you didn't know like uh what. Rick Martel had to go through to jump off the ropes and like oh exactly uh, yeah we didn't know the behind the scenes shit we didn't we knew nothing well no I mean we didn't we didn't know how much went into the, the yeah. actual uh, the the beat by beat backstage storytelling yeah the gorilla monsoon on the microphone with Vince McMahon exactly talking about what's gonna happen who's doing what yeah like we we had no idea that was even going on and now that we kind of know now that we know like the work behind the work yeah like the actual work. For those wrestling fans who know the phrasing that we're using, yeah, the terminology, the terminology, that it's all kayfabe. Mm-hmm. But um, once you realize what's going on behind the scenes, and this this seems very much about that. There's mm-hmm. a great like the, the book starts off with just this like insane truck flip, a van flip, yeah, and a dude does not know where he is, but he knows that he's got two wrestlers that are in the van who should not be seen together because they're gonna fight each other for a title. Yeah, and one of them is missing his foot or something. <laughs> one of them is missing his like right off the bat. Right off the bat. He he pulls him down the street and he's struggling to pull him down the street because that guy's like, "Get me the fuck out of here!" Yeah. And this dude Lenny has no idea why he's not getting it. He's not understanding mm-hmm. what's going on because he has a concussion because his car is flipped over and the guy's like, "Nobody can see us together, man!" Like I'm supposed to get murdered by that guy later. And he's pulling him away from the car and he notices the guy lost his boot and goes to pick it up and he's like, "This seems a bit heavy. Oh. His boot is uh, significantly heavier than it should be." Yeah. And his foot's in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like the cover it just has the Statue of Liberty and like the, the as the torso and then the the rest of it is just like a. Wrestling tights and the, on the legs and it's got to be Ric Flair though, right? That's the big gold belt. Yeah, that's that's Ric Flair. That has to be because that's yeah. that's like the the classic big gold belt. I don't know. I I, I kind of wish uh, you know I wish got who got more fame. Hmm. Shockmaster. The Shockmaster. Yeah. It just never never worked out. I mean, the, you the, fall through one wall. Yeah. Probably and too, uh, lose your helmet. Two, yeah, misplaced two by four and uh, uh, glittered a stormtrooper <laughs> helmet. And uh, next thing you know, you're. Uh, you're on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> the worst, the worst part about the whole thing, I mean, I mean, he was a superstar because that was uh, Tugboat or Typhoon. Yeah, that was uh, Tugboat. I tugboat. Believe. Yeah. I mean, he was a superstar on the rise at WWF, and then he just tripped over a bad two by four. Yeah. One, like somebody just nailed some him some two by four too hard. Just, like just forgot to forgot that he left it there, and then uh, staying or whatever it was. Oh yeah, and yeah. Ric Flair is just standing there with like five just idiots who are just yelling at each other who are just has been <laughs> trying to act like it's a, the greatest. Entrance yeah. in wrestling history. Yeah, he's there with four has-beens, and then you have Booker T. Booker T. And then uh, was it Booker T? Yeah, Booker T was there. Right. And then uh, he just says, and he's gonna shock the world because here's the shock mask. And then the most 
That's actually one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. It's pretty bad. Like I saw like Bill Burr and uh, Patrice O'Neill and uh, they well, were Hinchcliffe, right? Yeah, because yeah. Hinchcliffe breaks it down for him. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I, no, uh, I think Patrice O'Neill was breaking it down for him. Was it him? Yeah, it was All him. Right. And then because uh, he just loves that clip so much, and then. After I watched that, I was like, the the initial part when he falls through the the door is the, and then when he scrambles for his helmet is the funniest thing, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I think right there they they all, I mean, because there there are great moments in wrestling when bad stuff, like bad if like things that don't work out, like a like a like a goof or a, whatever happens, yeah, doesn't turn out the way it's supposed to happen, mm-hmm. and somebody in the ring just has the common sense to to just make it work differently, yeah. And if they had just played it off like this is all a big goof, whatever. We like to like bring bring in the shock and take the helmet off. Don't do all that kind of crap mm-hmm. and just goof it off and turn him into a goofball character. Yeah, they could have maybe gotten away with it. Yeah, that that they, they, that's the storyline they should have gone with. Yeah, be like, yeah, this is the this is the not the shock master. Here's the buffoon. The, yeah, the clown master. Whatever Here's the it is, clown right? man. It is. But they still committed to it. Like like oh. Psycho Sid was still going crazy. Oh, he was losing his mind. Yeah, he lost his mind. And he's they, doing that classic Psycho Sid thing where he kind of pretends to pull his hair and freaks out. Yeah, stares at him real hard. Yeah, and he's just going, oh man, that got, that. Got committed to his character. Yeah, Psycho Sid, if I remember right, I can't remember exactly because um I really wasn't into the guy too too much. But he was like a softball legend. Yeah, the guy was like a like an Olympic level softball player. Yeah, he was um yeah I remember he was uh he was an elite athlete like he was like he was so tall he was like six. He's big. I mean six, he was seven like or six something. seven six 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 seven. He's a big dude. Yeah, long legs just like just like just built like steel. Right. Well, that's why he broke that thing. Yeah, the top rope jump when he broke his ankle. Yeah, broke, well he broke his shin. We broke his shin. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, so yeah, he's um, but uh, man, his uh, his character was crazy. Like it was, it was like, well, I mean that literally, but like he's, well, like, he was a psycho. Yeah, he was a psycho, and he just he played it so well. So well, I mean, even like especially when he was because he was Sid Vicious in uh, WCW. Mm-hmm. And they came over to WWF, and he was Psycho Sid. Psycho Sid, and he was straight up psycho. Yeah. It was it was terrific. All those big dudes back then, you felt like they were just monsters. Like I remember when Zeus showed up. When oh, Zeus when Zeus was gonna fight up, Hulk Hogan. When Zeus showed up, I just I I I feared for Hulk Hogan's life. Yeah, we were little kids, and yeah. man, like we were just freaking out because Zeus that, seemed so crazy. Yeah, I know, and then that's when No Holds Barred was coming out. And we're like, Holy that's where shit. he came yeah, from. Yeah, right? and I was like, oh my god, this guy's gonna he's gonna kill Hulk Hogan. He's come from the movie yeah. to murder Hulk Hogan. Yeah, because Hulk Hogan was like, uh, he was like our Optimus Prime. He was like, yeah, he like. I just uh, you did, we thought he was gonna we thought I honestly thought he was gonna kill Hulk Hogan. Okay, fun fact: I've never, even as a little kid, never been a Hulk Hogan fan. Mm-hmm. But for sure, when Zeus showed up, I feared that somebody's gonna murder yeah the greatest American hero. Oh yeah, he was uh, he was yeah he was yeah I I, I think I'm trying to think like out of the '80s wrestlers, right? '80s up to like '90, right? Okay. Uh, who was name your favorite? Of all time? No, 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 just in that period. In that period. In that period. Uh, for me, it's always been a toss-up between Macho Man and uh, I, I like Ricky Steamboat because that match was awesome. Yeah. Andre the Giant. I mean, Andre I think Giant. as a little kid, I was always a huge Andre fan. Yeah. I liked Ultimate Warrior, but when it comes down to who your favorite was, it mm-hmm. was always hard for me to pick between guys like Macho Man and Andre. Mm-hmm. Huge Macho Man Andre guys. Yeah, I'd, I'd say Macho Man or... Uh... And obviously, you find out like Bret Hart. You got, yeah, I mean, not find out, but you've got Bret Hart, and you find out that Roddy Piper's a Canadian. Yeah. So you you just default to those guys, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I, I think I would go with, uh, um, yeah, I, I think I'd have to go to with Macho Man. He was my favorite because he was just like you. You see him, it's yeah. like 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 I just expected greatness out of uh, Bret Hart. I was like, okay, that guy's awesome. He's technical. He's he, our guy. He's our guy. You you just like him by default because he's yeah. our guy. Because he, yeah, because I liked him from a wrestling standpoint, right? Yeah, I liked. Macho Man because of his craziness, mm-hmm. and I like Mr. Perfect because of his arrogance. <laughs> Mr. Perfect, yeah. I can't remember. If it's uh, I think it's a Survivor Series, but he does a move where I I just can't remember exactly who he's fighting. He puts his head between his legs for what you assume is either a power bomb or something, mm-hmm. and he just he just spins his body around like he's gonna snap his neck. Mm-hmm. It was like when you look at it, it's so goofy, but the cell is so good. Oh man! Then the move is so weird that it's just amazing. Because Mr. Perfect was perfect. Yeah, fr- friend of the show, uh, Sandy. Uh, mm-hmm. He does that move. Uh, uh, he does that move on people all the time. The twist when you were like when we were kids. Yeah, <laughs> put your head between the legs. Yeah, he, yeah. He called like one eighty your body. Yeah, he called it the throat breaker. <laughs> it is a throat breaker. <laughs> it's insane. I'm so happy that's a real thing that he actually did that. Oh yeah. In in as a kid because he saw it on wrestling. Yeah. That was this amazing Mr. Yeah, Perfect every, move. Every time I was, I, if I was sick or something, he'd be like, you want me to give you a throat breaker? He's like, trust me, this will, this will heal you. It'll heal you. <laughs> I'll fix you up with a throat breaker. Yeah, it got me more sick. Uh, Mr. Perfect was great. I think that era of wrestling, personally, for me, was the most fun. Like, it was just, it was yeah. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. There wasn't all the whole TNA yet, but you still had the, uh, like, really, like, strong 
uh, male wrestlers. He had some really good female characters. Mm-hmm. Moolah was still kind of relevant. Moolah. Fabulous yeah. Moolah. Awful oh, human being in real life. Oh, just a just a wretch of a woman. Just a horrible human yeah. in real life. But the, I mean, it was in the it was in the game in the uh, the cartoon, right? Rock and wrestling. Rock and wrestling. Rock, I mean, rock and roll Lou wrestling. Albano was in there. Yeah. There was so much cool Captain shit. Captain Little Bando with his goddamn rubber bands. Yeah, rubber bands embedded into his cheek. <laughs> what a weirdo. Yeah, it's um, uh, yeah, I think that was uh, um, Superstars that, video game. Yeah, Superstars video game, the arcade. The arcade. I have that game. Oh yeah, on the emulator. On the emulator. Oh, I played that game a lot. It was maybe the best looking characters in video games ever. Oh yeah, for sure. Like when you had the character transition from like the the real life into a digital. Counterpart. It's a great. It's a great game. I, it's all, exactly. It's yeah. a fun game too. I remember we used to go to uh, Red Robins and I'd be in the uh, while you're waiting for your table. Mm-hmm. But you play, either play that or you play Simpsons Arcade. Well, of course. Yeah. Simpsons Arcade, and you hope you get somebody who's going to show up and put a quarter in who knows what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. So you're not just you know. I think Marge, their Yeah, ass. I think Marge was the best with that. She had that uh, vacuum cleaner. And she didn't she do like a head whip too, right? Like her hair would hit yeah, somebody. Yeah, her hair would, her would whip and uh, yeah. she would hit somebody. Yeah, Homer. I always I was always a Homer guy. That and Turtles. I remember being a Michelangelo guy in Turtles. Uh, in, in uh, that one, I would do because in the in the actually in the in the Turtles two in t- Turtles in Time on NES, it didn't really matter what uh, which turtle you had because uh, it didn't matter because like their the length of their weapon didn't make a difference. In Turtles, in number two, in number two, right? Yeah. On the arcade, same thing, but it's like I I just always chose Raphael. Like he was my. I was always a Raphael dude. guy. Yeah. Uh, I was always a Raphael fan, but I never liked him in the arcade game. I always felt like I couldn't get the side to do what I wanted to do. Oh, just because of the positioning of the where positioning of yeah. how he was. Like it always felt like it wasn't quite catching. The, the yeah. collision detection wasn't quite there with it. Oh, okay. Was the uh, the what's it called? The katanas. Leonardo was awesome in that game. Mm-hmm. And Michelangelo is just Michelangelo is fun as hell. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think overall, yeah, I still, have to, I, still have to, I still say that Raphael's still my hands down my favorite Ninja Turtle. Oh yeah, and the yeah. movies, and the game. Yeah, I go Raphael, Donatello, Leonardo, then uh, Michelangelo. Do you watch uh, Ray Donovan at all? I know, we've, I think we've talked about it. Yeah, incredible family drama. Mm-hmm. It's fun. But who's the 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 guy who played Raphael's voice and the cab, the guy in the cab, and Raphael oh, jumps yeah, over? Oh yeah, yeah, Josh um, Pace. Josh Pace. Yeah. He he plays like the best scumbag mm-hmm. in Ray Donovan, mm-hmm. just like a scumbag lech of a producer. Mm-hmm. What a great character! That, that guy, he, I'm surprised he didn't get more work after watching how he is in that. Mm-hmm. Like he could have gotten so many more great scumbag roles in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. what a great that's scumbag. true. Yeah, that's I totally agree with that. Oh uh, man, so how's your week, buddy? Well, how's the last few days? Uh, good. Just uh, just recovering from a little back injury. Um, What'd you do? Oh, nothing. I did. I'm just uh. Oh, just in general. Yeah, because I have like um, <laughs> my back is very arched. Like All it's right like then. yeah, cause like I so I like a like a sexy arch or like oh, no. those you know, Forrest Gump back I'm, like a hook. No, like uh, you know you know you can have a high arch on your foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a high arch on my back. Oh god. So like when I sleep on my back, it's like arched. It's arched, and so I can't. I don't sleep flat. So my lower back is actually it actually hurts. So you know what uh, you got to do? Hmm. Stop sleeping on your stomach. And yeah, stop sleeping on my stomach. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I don't do that. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Yeah, but sleep on my stomach. No, what you got? What you not got to do? Is not sleeping in your stomach. Yeah, I'm just giving you. I don't, I, don't, I don't sleep in my stomach. I'm just giving you like a captain my, obvious level of. Yeah, yeah. I, I sleep on my sides, on my side. But that's, like, that's a good call. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was just uh, it was hurting. But um, yeah. Other than that, uh, yeah, I went to Orange Theory, and then um, that's really working out for you, huh? Yeah, I like Orange Theory a lot. It's good. Well, I, I like the idea of Orange Theory. I haven't done it yet. Oh, we talked about it last time. But I do like the idea I, of I the. Get, uh, I can get you a free week if you oh want to try. God, it. No, I probably won't be doing that. Because like I said, I like the idea of Orange Theory. Just try I don't it. Why like you the actual it? practicality of Orange Theory. Why don't you try it? Um, I'm terrible at going to gyms, like weight training or physical training gyms, where you go and get told how to put your feet and stand up and do all that kind of stuff. Oh, no. This, Orange Theory is the easiest gym. It's so easy. Well, I, I mean, because it's on a rail, right? Like you walk in there essentially and you just get directed the entire time. Like no, you're on a rail yeah, the whole time. They'll ask you like when you walk in, they'll be like, hey, how's it going? They'll be mm-hmm. like, okay, do you want to start out with treadmills? Do you want to start out with the on the on the, on the the rowers or whatever, right? Okay. And like, you just be like, okay, I'll, I'll, start on the tra- I'll start on the treadmills, right? And you go on the treadmill, you just follow the, the lady will like, hey, uh, okay, take it to this. And she'll, they'll walk you through everything. It's very straightforward. Okay, here's my question. When you go to Orange Theory, is it, okay, is there a row of say, 12 treadmills and a row of 12 bikes and then a row of 12 people standing in line doing knee kicks. No, no, Like, is it just, it's not no, that. No, it's like, no, no, there's, <laughs> in my head, there's like, there's like a row of treadmills so everyone can, can get on it. Okay. And then you just go on there and you just, you just go on until the, the, the person says, yeah, just gotta keep going to this. All okay, right. go back to base pace, you know, walk for a while, then run again and you just do that on and off. 
and you switch between between that and the rowers. All right. And then after that, the half class, then you switch to then you go to the floor exercises. And now I should I should not a sponsor the show at all. No, not, they're not. No, 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 not at all. No, but they're not giving us anything. I always. I mean, that's nice to hear. They're not like that. Yeah. I always assumed they were. Um, that's a joke. Nobody pays a shit because we don't. We're not that kind of podcast. No. But <laughs> I was always under the assumption that it was like karate class. Like you go in, they're like, "All right, line up on the rope, oh, people." Oh no, no, no. It's, it's, it's like somebody's way too hot. Oh no, no, it's like there's everyone there is super friendly. They'll be like, if you don't know what, what nobody's overly fired up. No, they just they try they encourage you. They'll be like, uh, you, like you get on the tread. It's it's so it's anyone if you have half a brain, you can do everything. There. <laughs> so, so I you, should be fine. Then. Yeah, so you just go out. You you decide where you want to try, try start start on first, like yeah. the treadmill or the. Uh, or the roar, mm-hmm. and then you just go. You start. You start with one of them. You go through the exercise, and they tell you, and then, um, then you go to the next one, which is a, you know, go to the the, the treadmill, do that for like you know how many minutes or whatever it is, and after that you transition to the floor, and after the floor, then you, uh, um, and then you do the exercise that are on the video. She explains. She, she walks you through all, every exercise, or he or she walks you through oh, every exercise, right. and then after that, fifty minutes, and you're done. Fifteen minutes. Fifty minutes. Fifty minutes. All 50, right. Yeah, five zero minutes, and then yeah, after that, you're, and at, at the end, you're uh, you're drenched. Well, that's pretty cool. I always thought you went in and it was like a straight up karate class. No, like it's like there's there's twenty people in there and you go for like a three o'clock class and a three fifteen class. Oh no, no, it's going like yeah, circles. You're just uh, you're, um, it's a very it's a very positive atmosphere. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, that's everyone's cool. Very, everyone's very friendly. If you don't know if you have any, if you have any questions about the exercises, I'm, you you'd be fine. Like you just be like, excuse me, like uh, am I doing this right? And they'll be like, yeah, mm-hmm. just make sure that you're doing it this way. And uh, like and you, once you do it, they're like, yeah, good job, that's good. That, okay, that, that's a lot. That's less disturbing. Than what I had in my head. Yeah. My head I thought it was something very different. Yeah, and there's one uh, just south on 50th Street. And, uh, yeah, it's not far from here. Yeah, it's like... Ellerslie Road's got It's five one, minutes huh? away from here. Yeah, it's not too far. So, uh, it's a, yeah. It's a nice run. Yeah, I would, uh, I would I would, try it out. Just you, you, I can get you a free week if you want to try it. Well, I might take you up on that. Mm-hmm. I very likely will not, but I might take you up on that. I mean, you know, and it's got nothing to do with um with the, the, the concept of my head at all. It's just, I don't know. I've always had a hard time... Going to a gym. I mean, I like the the fact that I've got all my weights here. Mm-hmm. I've got more weights I can lift. Uh, I've got a little machine. I've got my my treadmill. I've got everything I need. In my little home gym. Mm-hmm. I can just train what I want to train. Yeah, this this is good because it's a it's good circuit training. Yeah, it's it really is. good circuit it, it, training. It, it, when you're at the end, you'll be like, "This is a, that was a lot of work mm-hmm. for just just fit into 15, 15 minutes. There's no wasted time or anything." Which is good too, because I mean, again, having having the stuff that I've got here, you do end up getting into a rut that you have to make sure you remind yourself to get out of. Like, I've got a calendar that tells me to train differently. Mm-hmm. And over there, they kind of do that for you. Yeah, they, they switch it up all the time. Yeah, they've always got, like, a different uh, like a different routine set they're going to put you into for that day. Yeah, like, every every day is a different uh, workout. Oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. kind of neat. It's that's a different cool. workout, yeah. So you'll be doing... Uh, depending on, they might switch up the times. They might extend the rowing. They might extend the running. So mm-hmm. different, is it an endurance day? Is it a strength day? Um, is it a hell week or whatever it is? Like, oh, God. Yeah, so like it's uh it's Halloween, so that's why they have Hell Week right now. But uh, yeah, it's anyone can do it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, even like the other day, I was there and uh, there was a uh, one lady. She was uh she was pretty overweight, and uh, she uh, it was her first time there. She had no she was like that's gonna be pretty daunting. It is, and she, yeah. she it was her first time there, and she was she was pretty over, she was like noticeably overweight, and so she was doing. But uh, the the trainer kept like going up to her and saying, "Are you okay? Just making sure that you're you're, you're doing okay." She's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, that's good. I'm doing good." The exercises are very simple. It's just a matter of like how how long and how hard can you do them, mm-hmm. right? Or like how what's your intensity and how how long can you keep up that intensity? Right. Well, it really looks like that Biggest Loser gym. Yeah, and the thing is, like, too, if you're going hard and stuff like that, if you feel like you know it's too much, just dial it down. Mm-hmm. And so there's no and you don't get blamed for that at all. No one no one checks like your your levels. Oh no, you have to turn that up a little bit. No one get does that. to orange. Yeah, a hole. Yeah. Like, so oh, God. I, I had that at one gym and at, at one of the orange theories, and I stopped going there because I'm like I'm like I avoid that lady. Mm-hmm. And uh, but she was uh, at the end of the session, she was passed out. Like she, I, I thought she was dead. Oh God! Or she was passed out at least, and I was like, "Oh my God!" I said, I looked. I'm like, I, I pat her on the back. I'm like, "Are you okay?" And she goes, "She goes, yeah, I'm just, I'm just dead." And I'm like, so I, I said, but then uh, the trainer was like, "Guys, give her a hand." Like that was awesome. And then it's a very positive atmosphere. That's so. pretty cool, man. I, I do, yeah. I do like that. I like the idea of that. Yeah. I mean, I know uh, old friend of the show there, the old Doug there. He um there. Doug there. It's a very Canadian way. He's like, oh, friend of the shoulder, Doug there. Good old Doug uh, there. He goes like Snap Fitness or something. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it seems like every day he goes in, and he's the kind of guy who he needs to vent a little bit mm-hmm. if he sees something that really like irks him. Mm-hmm. So he tends to shoot me a text about some dude wearing a pink jumpsuit with like two tight pants and two small legs. Yeah. Just 
taking videos, taking photos of himself in the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, that just seems to be the environment the gyms are going. Like, that's the biggest reason I don't go to gyms anymore. Oh, yeah. This, this, for Orange, you don't have time for it because you're just like, you just want to get rid of, you just want to get done the, you want the exercise to be that, done. That like, is pretty cool. Yeah, so you're just I like, like you're doing, and at the end, they'll ask you like, you know, look at the person next to you. Just give them a high five and yeah. be like, yeah, that was, and you look at them and then you're like, look to your left. Yeah, you're like, because you're going, you're just going, the thing is you're going through the war together. You're in the trench. Getting every, bombed. Everyone there is dying. The Germans are on the horizon. Yeah, exactly. So everyone there is just dying. So you're just like sitting there. You're like, oh my god, how much longer do I have to row for and stuff. And then you, uh, you look to your left, and there'll be like someone there, and be like, oh, once you're done, you'll be like, you'll just hi- like, you're just like, well done, good job. And your your water bottle is always going to be empty mm-hmm. at the end because you're just going to be drinking like tons of fluids. And if you're not sweating by the end, you know that you didn't put the work in. Yeah, yeah that's I can't I can't shit on that. Yeah, I mean it's it's really hard to crap all over something like that. Yeah, the the, the idea of that camaraderie and work working out—it's the out best work. It's the best workout that's I've good. ever done. Yeah. yeah, that's cool, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally cool with that. Even like my cousin, I go with. He's he's a gym rat, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he works out a lot. He's very muscular. He's huge, and even he's, he's a beast. A, yeah, he's a beast, and he uh, even he says he goes he, like he's like Orange Theory is the best workout. Is that me? Down. I think so. Yeah, I can get on my watch. I don't even know where my yeah. phone is anymore. Yeah, so I I would uh I I would recommend it. I would recommend trying it. I'll say that. I am. Um, I always feel like I'm being super insincere when I talk about that place. And I'm like, oh, yo, really, that's good. Good for you. Really, mm-hmm. that's good for you. That's awesome. I'm glad you like it. It comes off like that. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> it was really good. I know it does. Like, I feel really bad because in my head, yeah, I genuinely want of, you to feel kind of being, like you're kind of being an asshole without yeah, even knowing I, it. I kind of, like, I don't want to be condescending. <laughs> But I can't help it. Like, I yeah. feel like I'm being super condescending yeah, about you your wanna, gym. It makes me want to stop talking about it. I'm no, like, no, okay, you I'm should like... totally talk about it. The thing is, here's the, here's the deal. I, I We talked about last episode. I am just, my default setting is to be cynical mm-hmm. and just, just just shit on things that really... Oh, yeah, you're the, you're the greatest asshole I know. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. But um, at the same time, I'm super interested in how the place works. I'm, yeah. I'm inputting information into my head. Yeah. I think, I, think, I think it would be good for you to, like, get outside the bubble. To get, yeah, no, definitely, it definitely would be. Yeah. It definitely would be better for me to take because I do train um, in how in the same styles of what you're talking about, the Orange Theory stuff. I uh, I like to research exercise, like to learn new ways to do things. Like I said, I remind myself uh, consistently on my phone. It's mm-hmm. always like every every 16 days, 17 days, a, a note comes up to ask me, "Hey, are you doing it differently this mm-hmm. week? How are you doing it differently this time compared to last time?" And I'll analyze how I'm training to make sure I don't fall into the trap like I did last year or, I threw my, or two years ago. I just messed my back up. Yeah. And for the last 25, 30 years of working out how that kind of contributed to the weird state I found myself in mm-hmm. a couple of years ago where I just I was seized up. I couldn't move properly. Yeah. And um, now I'm very conscious about making sure I'm looking at those, the European guys, the volume training guys, mm-hmm. the strength building guys, the German, the German trainers. Yeah. Just to see what they're doing. And I think that kind of falls in line to that. Mm-hmm. And I think it would benefit me. Um, in a learning way, yeah, to go to a place like that and see what they're doing, at least for the the two weeks or whatever it is to go get my brain set. Yeah, and like, if you want to go, like I can go with you and we can just train together. The buddy for, system. Well, just we can just go for like I can give you a week. I need a pal. Yeah, and just get I'll, I'll, I can get you. I think what is it? I think it's like five sessions. Mm-hmm. We can just go together, and it's like it's one hour, and you're out. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, I yeah. appreciate that. I would probably I would probably take up on that sooner sooner than later. Yeah, there are a few things I want to get back into when it comes to training too. Like I know, uh, like one of my one of my cousins, he's getting into, he's getting more and more into jujitsu again, mm-hmm. and I just dropped it like a couple of years ago, and I threw myself out. Mm-hmm. I stopped. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna pick that up again. Yeah, but it's because of the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. I love that that type of training i love the camaraderie of those people mm-hmm. that seems like a pretty cool place yeah um i really miss that from the kickboxing not doing that so much anymore yeah this, so i'd like to do more of that yeah there's um i feel I like think, orange theory's got a, a yeah, lot yeah orange theory's like and i'll I, potentially if you're if you're outgoing um and stars fall in line it's uh, it's actually a good place to pick up people <laughs> God, I, knew, I knew it i freaking knew no, it i, I mean the like, sooner that, or later that, that, that's just the icing on the cake yeah the sooner or later with you yeah, with cause, you because everyone everyone is the reason i say that is because everyone is there for the same reason yeah so you can stare that you can share the battle the battle stories you'll be yeah. like yeah this is why i joined whatever and uh, and, there's always, and there's always like gross there's, there's always something <laughs> nice to look at yeah. gross yeah. did you talk a lot about you like your prs Oh no! You just say sets, my reps. Oh, you just say you just say like it's always a good place to say like, hey, how's it going? Blah blah blah. Like you know, um, (laughs) I noticed you were hitting a lot of PRs today. Yeah, so yeah, it's 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 (laughs) it's a it's a a great place. I love it. I I love Uh, going there. Girls. Yeah, because before I would like I would I would just like just hate to like I'm like oh god go to Orange Theory today. It's like Mm -hmm. another hard work. Now I'm just like oh great Tuesday can't wait to go. What we have talked about in the last 
I would say from like this year for the most part, even say like for the last uh, year, starting this time last year, mm-hmm. you have really changed the way you work out quite a bit. Yeah, it's it's good to like it's good to mix it up because like there's uh, there's certain there's workouts you do at the gym for strength training mm-hmm. for like you know if you hit the weights, uh, um, work on flexibility, um, you get into your routine, and then uh, I think you owe it to yourself to try something different. Oh, you totally do. Yeah, so um, that I think that's what this is because you might like you could take a look at that. You could try it one time mm-hmm. and just you realize that you know what there's exercises there that you know what I never even thought about doing. Like the, let's say there's. Uh, uh, there's kettlebell exercises, right? That I just do, uh, that they, that I do there, and you might even just pick it up. You're like, oh, you know, yeah. I never noticed this before, right? And you can just steal that, and then just uh, bring, uh, come home, pick up, a, you know, buy kettlebell. Yeah, you add it into your and just, and just do, uh, and just do those repertoire. Yeah, and just do those thrusts, and be like, you know what? I, at least I learned, I learned something from there, mm-hmm. right? So, um, no, you're absolutely right. That yeah. that that's a great point. It, yeah. There there's a lot, and and I think that's exactly. Um, why I would do it if I was going to do it. Oh, yeah. Like, even, like, myself and my my cousin, uh, Jazz, we just, uh, even when we go to the gym, like, mm-hmm. the regular gym, we do exercises that we got from Orange Theory. You incorporate that into what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how your body grows, though. If you if you just, I mean, if you look at a lot of the old school guys that we used to train with in the late 90s and early 2000s, mm-hmm. when I was really getting into heavier weight training Yeah. back then, I, there was a way I trained at home, which was super basic. Mm-hmm. Like, you just did bench presses, you did squats, you did some deadlifts. And then even your shoulders, they're all like, they're all linear movements, up and down, down and up, front mm-hmm. to back, back and down. Yeah. Like it was, just, it was all rigid shit. Mm-hmm. And then as you got older, you found all the guys you're training with, that's what it was. They were just doing this rigid, rigid stuff where mm-hmm. it's just like left, right, up, down, 90 degree angles. And then all of a sudden training starts to change little by little by little. And we went to, um, uh, well, I'm not going to name the gym because I, I don't know if they want us to, but I went to a fancy pants gym with a buddy of mine mm-hmm. who is one of those dudes who's been doing sports medicine um, he's a personal trainer. He was training with like Olympic level athletes, pretty well known in in this fancy pants like section of the gym world in Edmonton. Mm. A lot of guys knew him, and we were just kind of making fun in in a condescending way of these kids who were like in new sports, like sports athletics, mm. hockey and badminton. They were doing weird stuff, like putting their legs inside the uh, the the little pulleys when you go to the gym and just doing weird leg movements and we were making fun of all that crap. And now that is like the orange theory CrossFit style of working out. I mean, try not to injure yourself by doing too many of those weird ass chin ups that the, uh, the CrossFit guys do. Yeah. But for the most part, there is a, a way that working out has trained that has been more beneficial mm-hmm. to the way that your body actually moves around. Yeah. It's that's true. It's like there's, um, uh, it's not just muscling weights around to no, show people how strong you are. No, it's, it's all about like incorporating exercise that, that, because you only have 50 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you want to make sure that you fit in as many exercises as possible. I work the most amount of muscles as possible, yeah, right? So all they, your yeah, stabilizers and everything. Yeah. So, like, there's there, there's just compound exercises that work, like, mm-hmm. um, like that will work back, shoulders, maybe, like, and they 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 work at least three muscle groups for every exercise, right? There'll be like the last time we did we the last workout I did on Friday, I believe, was uh no, it was Thursday. Uh, it was a, it was an endurance day, mm-hmm. and so five exercises on the floor for one circuit was all burpees. Oh it, man! Done five different ways. I just talked about this. Yeah, the, yeah, the burpees, man. Yeah, it was crazy. But then they, they, but what they do is okay. This is what we're. This is what you have to do. And they, they explain on the video. Then they're like, okay, you know, if you can't do that, they show you like an easier version to do that. If you can't do that, mm-hmm. then do it this way. So they, they make sure that you you can do it to your level. You try, for, you know, go hard on the first type. You can't do it. Do a modified type. If that one hurts you, then do the do the ultra modified type. Right? Yeah. So, um. So yeah, they, they fit in as many exercises as they can to make sure that you get the ultimate benefit from the, that one hour, right? Because it's very easy to go for an hour workout, go to the gym for an hour, and waste time, right? Oh, absolutely. It's so easy, right? It's the easiest thing it's to the do. the easiest thing to do, right? You talk to your buddy, next thing you know, hour passes, and they're like, oh, you know what? Okay, maybe we should work out now, right? That's two hours. That's, that you got you spent two hours there, but you got like 50 minutes worth of workout, right? Orange Theory, you have the 50 minutes, you got a 50-minute workout. That is a good idea. Yeah. That, that's a cool concept. Yeah, and you're, yeah, out, yeah. And you're out of there. Then you're done. Yeah, and if you have any questions whatsoever, you just at the end of the session, you just t- you talk to the trainer like, yeah, you know what, I'm hurting here. Um, what do you think I should work on here while I'm not here? Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, yeah, when you go to the gym, maybe like if you fell in your week here, these are the exercises that you should do. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that that definitely makes a lot more sense because yeah. I mean that that is the the number one reason why I think I don't train with a buddy in the gym mm-hmm. is you waste so much time. Oh yeah, like there's and they have like the they have free weights there, they have like the bands there, so you have to do like, you have to pull up, you know do those. Those, those boot camp pull-up exercises. Mm-hmm. There's... They got uh, the TRX. Yeah, there's... They have, yeah, they don't have a TRX, but, like, they no, do... I'm just saying. Yeah, but they have, words. like, a, um, they have everything everything you need there. 
That is pretty cool. Yeah. That and you, and, cool and if you want, you can shower there. You can do like you have to get ready there. It's a full facility, which is good. That's uh, that's that's neat. Yeah. I will I will definitely try not to sound condescending about it. Not too late. It's too late for that. So. Yeah, we that that ship has passed. Exactly. I don't uh, know why I'm talking, ship right. is, I don't, I don't ship know why I'm talking anymore. Huh? I don't know why I'm talking anymore. No, I, I think it's, <laughs> it's it's completely fine. It's you are talking about it because it is uh, it's something that's interesting to you. Therefore, it's interesting to me. Yeah. And that's that's part of what the podcast is all about. Yeah. If you don't go to Orange Theory by the end of the end of this year, yeah, I'm gonna set the podcast on fire. Just drop a match. No, I think I'll just swear more. (laughs) Yeah, just swear more and kill all of our wonderful, wonderful YouTube monetization. Now that we're on YouTube again, exactly. So, but uh, Uh, yeah, you you got you got to try it once. No, I uh, definitely. It's like um, it's like broccoli, or Brussels sprouts. You'll learn to love it. You'll learn to love it. Yeah. Or a hateful, angry, terrible wife. If you don't, yeah. If you don't love broccoli, learn to blend it. it. Yeah, blend it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you blend your broccoli? Soup. Well, if I'm making broccoli soup, yeah. 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 I'm not making broccoli blender. I like fresh green broccoli. You can blend it though. I, I'm I'm sure I know yeah. you can, but I don't really like uh, cooked broccoli. I'm not a cooked bro- broccoli soup. I do like, but mm-hmm. I don't like steamed or cooked broccoli. Uh, yeah, I I love uh just making uh just fresh broccoli soup. It's like it's and just have it with some goat cheese or something. It's that's pretty good. Yeah. that's very. Uh, you've just made it fancy. Yeah. Uh, some wal- Are you blending the walnuts into the broccoli soup? No. Just walnuts just, on top. You could just break them up, or you can, or what I would do is um make like bull, like have some boiling water, put some broccoli in there, and once you're done, throw the broccoli into the blender with with the with the water you build it in, so like you don't waste. the You water. get all that water yeah. juice, the taste, the and flavor. You, yeah, and keep the water. That's a stock. That's a broccoli stock. People just throw that shit out. That is such. And it blows my mind. I know it's such good. It's so good for you. Just keep it. When it comes, well, I'm, I don't mean just like broccoli, but the, the stock in general. Yeah. When people throw out the water, they boil their uh, their their chicken in yeah the water they boil their uh, vegetables in all that stuff is what you're paying money for in a carton when you go to the grocery store to get stock yeah i know and it does not have msg in it yeah exactly so i would just do that and then just uh and once you're once you've done blending it just uh season it to your liking mm-hmm. and then just i i always buy like i always buy goat cheese i buy those rolls and if you have have you had ash uh ash roll uh I have had every kind of goat cheese that you yeah. can think of. So they just like put that in the bottom of a bowl and put some broccoli around it. Yeah, and that does sound delicious. Soup around it and it melts and it just tastes, it thickens the soup. It's so good. Goat cheese is phenomenal. Yeah. I, there was a time as a little kid when you thought goat cheese and like I'm, I could never drink milk or eat cheese from a goat because yeah. it's weird. It's weird. But now when you try it, goat cheese is like, it's so, so good. Yeah, goat, it's maybe one of the best cheeses out there. There's there's the people who only have like craft slices, which is not cheese. No. Or they get the uh, the marble cheddar, which also is not cheese. No, that's that's for like if you're making like like nachos or something. Yeah, it's fine for nachos, yeah. but really, it's, it's there's nothing really to it. Who was that? Did you hear about there was a uh, a chef? Was it uh, here in Canada or somewhere in Europe? I don't think it's somewhere in the states. He got mad because the Michelin people or somebody said that he used cheddar, like just regular old aged cheddar, mm-hmm. in one of his dishes. Oh. And he just lost his nut. He's like, "Are you no cheddar? Cheddar is for swines yeah. and people who don't know how to cook. For the the schmucks and the losers out there who don't know how to make food, use cheddar. Yeah, like McDonald's, which is not. I'm yeah, not cheddar's, saying that. cheddar's for your own personal kitchen. It's for your own kitchen, man. Yeah, but it's it's for like a low palate type of person. You just want an impact of flavor on your mouth that mm-hmm. means nothing. Yeah, because you got a very like very shallow palate. Yeah. But he he got really mad about it because mm-hmm. he's like, no, I was like Gouda or something. I don't know what it was. Maybe mm-hmm. it was goat cheese. Mm-hmm. The people who were eating it didn't know what the hell it was. Yeah, like I, I for broccoli soup, I I use Gruyere, ricotta. Um, Ricotta's pretty good on a pizza, yeah, homie. Exactly. I've been so, doing it a lot lately. Yeah, I'd say those two. Um, and uh, honestly, even though it's like th- it's really thick, I like mascarpone. It's like it's it's just I could I could I could eat that stuff all day. I could just feel myself getting fatter. Even I know. Though. I haven't had it in so I haven't had it in so long, but like. Um, it's like the whipped cream of cheese. It is. <laughs> it's so tasty. You're making a cheesecake, you got to use that shit. Uh, yeah, well, definitely in, in cheesecake. Yeah. You know why your cheesecake tastes like crap? It's because you're not using mascarpone no. in your cheesecake. You got to add a little bit of that in there. Mm-hmm. Man, I was at a uh, shooting a party last weekend, and they had a bacon cheddar, like a bacon and cream cheese dip. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't believe I was eating it. I mean, it was like the little bites that you were having. It was, it was, ba- it was essentially bacon fat with bacon in it. Mm-hmm. Made into a thick dip that you could dip a chip into and eat. Oh, and just wrap your mind around that for a second. <laughs> what that is? I mean, you just you're giving yourself all the tools to have the greatest heart attack of all time, mm-hmm. but you keep eating it. Yeah, that's true. Cheese, man. Yeah, I'm a. 
You've been uh, what's that? I'm, I'm I've been doing really good on the uh, on the diet thing. Yeah, you've been I, pretty good. I don't eat any garbage. What did we just? We were just talking about in our little uh, our little thread there. What did you say you ate? And then you had the the worst uh, the BMs. The BMs are giving oh, a little bit of grief. Um, paleo athletics. That's right. Yeah. The no spirulina? paleo paleo ethics. Uh, paleo ethics. Uh, greens. Yeah. The greens. How did I go through it? Pretty hard. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so it cleans you out pretty well. It's great. Uh, you just take it. Uh, I take it. It's the first thing I drink in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then uh, um, I might mix it. I might take a. I might take a shot of uh, I might put in a shot of uh, apple cider apple cider vinegar with it, All right? Just to flavor it up a little bit because it has no flavor. It's it's flavorless. It's pretty uh, it's pretty dry. dry. Yeah. So like when you uh, grainy I, stuff. So I had that this morning. So I put some apple cider vinegar in it, and I put some lime juice in there as well, and uh, I just shot that down mm-hmm. full glass, and then uh, and then I have uh, a green juice that with like. It's just all vegetables and like yeah. everything green. I mean, the, the color is green. It's tasty yeah, it's stuff. Like kale, it's spinach, yeah. green grapes, uh, yeah. uh, celery, uh, cucumber, and some uh, green grapes and some liquid chlorophyll and some water. So I just make that green. I have a glass of that. Mm-hmm. And then after that, um, uh, I'll wait. I'll take a shower or whatever. And then after that, then I'll have my breakfast, which is like uh, just a smoothie. You're just like packing in the greens first thing in the morning. That's pretty good. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I actually got that from. Uh, Batman Begins. Remember as Bruce Wayne first thing he gets oh, yeah. up and he has that green juice? The big green thing that Alfred gives him? It is It is a good idea. It's a really good idea. I mean, that's, uh, it gets your body moving. It is, The yeah. The lime alone is going to get your, your body flushing out. But then yeah. all that good stuff you're putting into it with it, the mm-hmm. spinach, I mean, all your iron is going to be boosted up first yeah. thing in the morning. Oh, oh yeah. The apple cider vinegar for energy first thing in the morning. Oh, yeah. and like, Jeez, man. After those two drinks, those first two drinks, I go to the basement and I have like, I do my 15-minute workout. Mm-hmm. And it's just like 15 minutes of just, uh, uh, just, Pure iso, just pure um, isometrics. That's it. We're workout nerds. Yeah, yeah, and, but no, that's that's really good stuff to do. Yeah. So, uh, and then after that, uh, have my have my smoothie, and then I'm ready for. That You're really good to go. Yeah. Owe it to yourself to stay in good health. Yeah. I was just reading a, an article about not to go too too far into it, but it was about um, the things that you eat, and are you trying to prolong your life or are you trying to prolong your activity span, like your 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 health span? Mm-hmm. So, if you know, like if you knew that. I don't know, say based on where you were in the world and the outside factors and all the stuff that you are as a human being that you would only live to say 80 years old. Now, if that was just an average given to you, would you rather train and act in a way and eat in a way, change your diet that would let you live to 90 or like 95? But then again, that extra 15 years kind of sucks. Or would you eat and train and live in a way to where all the way up until 80, you were just a beast like everything you did was like you were mountain climbing, rock climbing, riding bicycles, training, wrestling, jujitsu. But, re- but regardless, at eighty, I'm cutting it off, right? Uh, probably at, at 80, eighty, I'm dead, right? Your your aim, well, I mean, not regardless, but your aim would be to make the eighty the best years. And if you get three oh, or four so, more uh, yeah, years, it, it would be it would be second choice, whatever. Down. Yeah, that second would choice. that would be the way to go. Instant choice would be get to eighty because your because your life up to eighty is better. Your quality of life is so much better. Yeah. So that's the idea. It's like it was. I can't remember where I read this, and it was just one of those things that kind of like hit my uh, my newsfeed real quick. The idea was that, yeah, would you rather just, if you knew that was what it was going to be, but then again, like from 90 to 95, that 15 years you get is going to be shit. It's going to be garbage. Like if you work out a lot and you keep, and if you focus on food as fuel and you just keep, and you, uh, you're exercising mm-hmm. and like your, your gym is better. You're going like, it, and you're, and working out is part of your, it's part of your life. It's not something you do on the side, right? Yeah. It's like, it, it just made to make your life better, it, It's, right? it's a, it's like combing your teeth or combing your teeth, combing your hair, brushing your teeth. Yeah, exactly. It's so. just something that you, it's part of your day no matter what. Yeah. So like that means when you're 80, yeah. you're going to be able to play with your grandkids. Exactly. Um, or your cousin's grandkids or your family. You're gonna be health. You're gonna be healthy for them. They're not. They're not gonna have to like bend over backwards to take care of you. They're not picking you up and putting you in a chair. Exactly. And then yeah. you don't. You don't need like assistance, like going to the washroom or whatever it is. So yeah, I don't want because I've I've seen it. Like I see it every. I see it like days a week. Like when I go to the nursing home, it's mm-hmm. like like where my grandparents are, and you see people there, and they're like, they're around that age, like around eighty to nine. My grandparents are are over a hundred. Oh and, wow! Uh, yeah. So wow, I had no idea. Yeah. So like the. Um, um, like I don't want to end up like that, right? Mm-hmm. So like, and you, and then you go there, you see people with like, um, and you see all kinds. You see people who are um, old, um, but you know their mobility is is, you know, it's it's dialed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like, but they're sharp, but they're sharp as hell. Yeah, they're very sharp, right? So like mentally, they're all there. Yeah. So like, if I if I was if I couldn't you know if I couldn't run like ten kilometers if I'm eighty, right? Mm-hmm. That's fine, right? But if I'm like, uh, but if I'm like the, like just delegate to a wheelchair and I can't move my legs have atrophied and I'm like 
uh, and I can't like talk to people and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a huge issue. So, um, and you see people with like um, uh, just like just mental disorders. Like when you walk down one hallway, you'll hear screaming and stuff like that. Oh, those are the worst. Yeah, and like and the one lady does it all the time. And oh I, man, and, and it and it breaks your heart. And then, uh, so, um, and then you see other people who are just uh, um, who have just been left there. Um, and they're like, oh, I can't deal with this anymore. And like, they're just like, I can't take it. This person. So they just, they, they just, they just leave them, they there. leave them there. Right. So then I, then I walk around and I'm like, and this lady comes talk to me. She's like, uh, goes, someone get me out of this place. And I said, well, what do you want me to do? Basically. Right. And so like, I didn't, I didn't say that to her. Right. But yeah. I, well, I, I mean, that's the feeling. But it's yeah. like, you know, what can I do for you? Right. Yeah. And she's like, call my, she's like, can you call my daughter? I haven't seen her in, in so long. Right. I'm like, so she's telling me her horror story and I'm, I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, like, and I think like, in uh in our culture like you know if you do if that happens if you put someone uh in, in the home. nursing home right in our culture like you you go and see them make sure they're okay and like you oh man you we'll go visit them and you make sure like everything's cool you check in with the, the doctors and the nurse the nurses make sure you're in there fed, 24 right? hours a day like one of your family members is there all the time well yeah we, we go there um my uncle he's retired now and he uh he goes there uh for a couple hours each day mm-hmm. and then i go there at five o'clock and then we just make sure everything's cool and my my grandfather he just sleeps all day so like we make we go to make, we just go there when he's awake yeah between five and six thirty and we just hang out with him and uh, yeah my grandmother well, he's is over a hundred oh yeah and he's but his mind is like he just he has like you know he had a stroke so like, yeah he's just uh well I mean what I mean is like he's not going to be the kind of guy who is who needs round the clock he doesn't yeah and yeah. he's and he's like one of the fa- he's one of their favorite patients because mm-hmm. he's very like stress free yeah um he uh, just like a lot of rest yeah he, he all he does is sleep um. He's very polite. He doesn't want to bother anybody. Mm-hmm. If people are making noise. He just like he's like, nah, just leave Whatever. me alone. Just Fine. leave me alone. Yeah. So they they love him there. Yeah. My grandmother is just the opposite, where she's like, um, uh, he just can't get out the words because his uh because you know he's had he had a stroke. So mm-hmm. he, but so he's like he just can't like speak that well, right? Yeah. Uh, but our grandmother is like she's uh, um, uh yeah she she's had uh her mind is just like uh it's it's not there it's not there that much anymore, mm-hmm. right? So uh she like. Uh, she could she she's just loud and uh all that stuff so everyone's like oh okay just calm down no one can control it right so oh, she, yeah. yeah she's the beast there <laughs> so like um the beast yeah so it's uh but physically she's fine yeah yeah physically well, she's still in the wheelchair right but if you if you have to grab something like like uh, her um like if she wants to pick up a fork and stuff like that and do stuff yeah she's totally fine she i mean her dexterity is there it's i just, know dexterity is totally fine yeah it's just she's in a wheelchair so exactly right? she can't go that whole run around exactly the, yeah so her legs aren't gonna be able to carry her for a mile exactly and they're on the same floor they can they can see each other so that's pretty cool yeah so yeah it's um uh that like but uh to rewind a little bit is that um if you if you go and look at that that's something you don't want to subscribe to so you, what you want to do is to like uh and co- to come back to your point to like would i rather just be just be like at 80 and just and still be like walking around clean eastwood yeah and just i want to be like that yeah, so, exactly. yeah so that's that that's if, if you're going to strive for anything mm-hmm. that's what you should strive for yeah like yeah. you know, like a longevity of health rather than longevity of life exactly yeah so your like, health lasts longer throughout your life even if you're only going to be a certain age mm-hmm. and you drop at least your health is there for the whole time yeah because yeah. you can you can say it like this you can say it like you know because you are we're all going to eventually die okay but speak for yourself homie yeah, 300 years yeah so we're all going to eventually <laughs> die okay but uh, uh, but not all of us are eventually going to be healthy. No, exactly right. So, um, and there's what you can you can prevent you can't prevent death, but you can prevent un, like an unhealthy lifestyle. Oh, for sure. So yeah, why not sure. why not subscribe to that instead? That that should be a goal for most people. I think yeah. is to make sure you're healthy. Yeah. I mean, I was uh, talking to and in the same the same vein of that. Like my grandmother was in the nursing home for a very short time. She had dementia. It got really bad at the end. She fell and kind of broke her hip. So it just you couldn't take care of her in the home anymore. Mm-hmm. So she was there for a bit. And we saw the same thing there. There were some people who were really sharp, and you kind of felt bad for them because they're so sharp, but their body's given up. Mm-hmm. So you would talk to them and you just listen to what they say. And I love. I'm I'm a weird one. Like I know uh, Strangler talks about how my superpower is making old people feel. Like feel good mm-hmm. by listening to them for longer than I need to. Mm-hmm. I just like listening to old people talk because they have so much weird stuff they're gonna talk. About. Oh yeah, it's history. I, I, yeah, right? I, I I I like it when they're if I like it when they're coherent. When they're coherent, yeah, yeah and they have great things to talk about. Yeah. But at the same time, I find like talking to people who are like that, who are, you know, ninety eight years old or ninety four years old, and they're physically like not able to care for themselves anymore. Mm-hmm. That just breaks me. Like I see that, and I think that's that's the bummer. Mm-hmm. I would never want to be like that. Oh yeah. If I'm gonna be 95, I'd rather be blissfully just dement, like full, full on dementia, 
not oh, know yeah. anything. Oh, yeah. So for me, yeah, that that's what. Or or for me, I would be like, if that's the case, yeah. if I was ninety five years old, I would. And if I had full blown with a body that's given up, with a body that's given up, and I, and I have dementia, I'd yeah. be like, if I if there was ever like five seconds where I could just like slip in, like just please put no. put, put me down, put me down. I would say put me down. And me, I would. I would in a second. I, I would. Yeah. I would have no. I'm like don't. I don't feel bad because I'm like oh, I'm not living. That's why wills are important. Yeah, I'm like don't like this. What this is right here is not living. No, that that's the worst. Yeah, just cut it. That's why, like, I I know there's a lot of uh of talk about like the the people who are in those persistent vegetative states, and then there's all those like, the the parents fight the the husbands or the wives fight the the kids all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What should we do with mom? What should we do with Dave or whatever? It's kind of like do you do you really want to be there taking care of them when they're in that state? Like no. I would guarantee you that if they slept uh, slipped out of that state for a day and walked around at the end of that day when they're completely coherent and walking around and physically able, they're going to ask you to put them down. Oh yeah. Of course they would. Yeah. Because they probably know at some point that they're not moving, that they're, they're like their mouth is open. They're staring at you with those eyes. That's not like staring at you with the eyes of somebody who's saying, Oh, I love being the way I am. That's the eyes of somebody who just doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. Like I I would put that in a, uh, like around to that Seinfeld episode when Kramer was making his will, yeah, with with Ben Stein, yeah, the coma, yeah, the coma one. I would I, I would fill that out. I'd be like, guys, if I'm if I ever have one of these things, I'm like, yeah, put, like just end me. It's wild, man. I, yeah. I don't know. I feel the same way. Yeah, I I'm, I know people don't, and I appreciate where they're coming from. Maybe they've got different uh, Wait, this, circumstances. Yeah, this, that's fine. This, this is just a personal, but choice. but it's just a personal choice. Yeah. I see that, and I think you got to just take me out. I know, like it's very um uh, uh there's I know because if you ever like walk, literally walk into a an like a nursing home mm-hmm. and just see everybody. I'm like, Hey, imagine if you were that person, would you oh, want, yeah. would you want to live here knowing what you know right now? Oh yeah. Do you want to be Audrey the screamer? Yeah. I would in that room just screaming at the top of her lungs all day long. All day long. Yeah. Jeez, man. Yeah. And, and not knowing that, uh, not knowing. Yeah. And just like, why is she screaming? Yeah, like, like, and you're just hoping that the next day is the end yeah. and you wake up, you're like, shit, I'm still alive. Oh yeah. But this is, but I'm not living. It's uh, a, <laughs> what's it? One John, Johnny's got his gun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly. Just, you don't know if you're dead or alive. Yeah, you're, and then you reach across, not because you're looking for your medication, but you're looking for like any sharp object to jam in your ear. <laughs> or yeah. you're like Johnny, and you ain't got arms and legs, and you're blind. Yeah, and you're reaching across because it's a phantom limb, and you're not actually grabbing anything. I know. God, it's so I scary. Know, yeah. So yeah, that's. I would. Uh, um, yeah, I would. I wouldn't want to end up that way. So. Well, in uh, in more fun news. Yeah, let's switch topics. <laughs> I got on. dark. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, I know, man. I got the heebie-jeebies a little bit. Uh, was it cool, cool, cool? You can, or is that in Mexico? Did you hear about El Chapo's kid? Yeah. No. Oh. After Elon Musk? <laughs> no, not the Elon Musk. What? Oh, okay. Now yeah. you tell me what you know. I don't know the whole story, but I know that. Uh, I think it's. I think it's El Chapo's kid, or something. Hmm. I can't, or I'm not sure who it is. One guy's son is going. Wants to go after. Uh, wants to go after Elon Musk. Really? Yeah. It might be El Chapo's kid. I. I, let me check, but like, uh, actually, no, I don't want to switch my phone, but like, uh, yeah, the that's we can you can research that, but like, I think there's there's one guy's son who was at, who was actually going after going after. Actually, that's gonna bother me. I gotta uh, you know, take a look at that. I'll I'll fill you in on what I was what I was reading about was uh, El Chapo's kid. Apparently, he's like the next El Chapo. He's he's a hardcore gangster. Okay, and he's just the reports reports are weird, right? Because the uh, the actual government out there says we were just driving along on a routine patrol. And we just came across a house that was looking kind of weird, and we investigated, and it turns out, Pablo, oh, Escobar's brother, claim, brother sues Elon Musk. Oh, he's doing a legit for 77 million pounds. Okay. For the flamethrower idea. For the flamethrower idea. That, that's going to get thrown out of court. Yeah, no. Or, or you know, he's going to walk into his house, put a gun to his head. Yeah, I bet you Elon Musk is going to just just send him $77 million worth of a... Uh... I think <laughs> Elon Musk will just, like, power up one of the Iron Man suits that he probably already built. And oh, tell yeah. him to go go after Escobar's brother there. Yeah, that's just yeah. When I read that, I was like, oh god, that's leave weird. Leave the guy alone. <laughs> leave Musk alone. He's like, making the world a better place. I know, like, I, like a guy who's doing, he's doing it, and as an, and he's setting up an American company too that's based in America. Like, why would you just not leave the guy alone? Just leave, like he's not hurting you. Just, just leave him alone. Yeah, and I, I bet you Elon Musk is probably crazy dangerous. <laughs> I mean, at the end I of the day, I bet you he's probably crazy dangerous. I thought, yeah, Elon Musk. Like, what the, the guy probably has, like, he has billions at his disposal. You know he's probably into some pretty wild home defense. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. And like crazy home yeah, defense. And, and Elon Musk does not give a shit about anything. He Lasers on sharks. Yeah, he's yeah. crazy. Yeah, but yeah, he's laser guys, velociraptors. Yeah, so yeah, don't yeah, don't fuck with Elon Musk. No, but this was uh, Ovidio Ovidio Guzman Lopez, mm-hmm. and he's El Chapo's kid. 
Okay. And uh, he's just he's just at home hanging out doing his thing, you know, being a gangster, probably counting piles of money and snorting tons of cocaine. Yeah. And the the government agents there, the cops, mm-hmm. the uh, the federalities, come up in their SUVs. They try to take him. They grab him. They snag him out of his house. And they're going to hold him because he's a drug lord. He's, yeah. he's a friggin' crime kingpin for the Sinaloa cartel. Mm-hmm. And then uh, all of his guys, all of the guys he's got, wherever they are, just arm up and they start letting prisoners out of jails. They start like smashing jails, like uh, the, the what's it called? The gringo style? Gringo style, All yeah. those jails. They go in there and start like letting people out and start shooting up the streets and demand they let go of El Chapo's kid. And the government does it because they're terrified. Yeah. I mean, these guys show up in a uh, in like an armed, like their own army. Mm-hmm. They just roll into the streets and start blowing people away. Like eight dead, five cartel guys, three who knows who they were. I didn't get that far into the story. This is the this is the this is uh, El Chapo's son. Like El Chapo's the, his team, army? his little Sinaloa cartel army, oh, just shit. like just destroys the city. Mm-hmm. So the government just said, "Well, we we had to to preserve safety. We had to let him go." And we don't know where the hell he is now, oh, but he's God. gone. And then there's these like defense contractors and like security guys who are all in Mexico. These like hardcore like uh, like insiders who are all saying the same thing. Like, no, they they probably weren't just rolling up and found him on the street. And like he happened to be walking into his house and like, oh look, it's Guzman. Mm-hmm. Let's go get him. They probably made a, a very strategic entry oh, to yeah, go and sure. go yeah. and grab him. Mm-hmm. They've been watching him for a while, and the whole operation blew up in their face because they didn't research how much violence was going to come back to them. Yeah. From this like strike team that he's got at his disposal, mm-hmm. that's crazy. That's nuts. You know, that's, it, like when you that's the cartel's power in Mexico. Oh yeah, like it's, it's almost like the gangs in uh in Los Angeles. Like remember uh, in Training Day when uh when uh Lonzo says it, he's mm-hmm. uh, he goes yeah he goes um uh when the guys they're driving when they're driving by and Ethan Hawke's character is like uh he's gonna teach me how to and they're showing like those uh, those cops arresting all those Spanish uh, gangsters yeah or the, and then he goes. Uh, and he goes, no, nah, man. He goes, the, he goes. Those guys outnumber the cops here. He yeah, goes, we hey, leave them alone. Yeah, he's like, we have to. We have to use our brains. It's wild, though, right? Yeah. I mean, because you've seen Cocaine Cowboys. Yeah. And then as goofy as number two was, all of that stuff, man. Like it's all even. Like uh, what was that one that we talked about all the time? With uh, it's scarily true. The yeah, it was scarily true. Mm-hmm. What was that one movie with Brad Pitt and um, and Cameron Diaz? The the bolo around the neck. Oh yeah, uh, the oh, Cormac McCarthy book. Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck. It's like the lawyer or the accountant or something. Yeah, it's like yeah, something like that. The yeah. counselor. The count. The counselor. It is, yeah. I think it's the counselor. Yeah. But that's like that's. I think that's so real. Like I kind of feel like all of that is somewhat real. Well, some of it, yeah, because like you 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 want to you have to, you have to source it from somewhere, right? So like, uh, there's definitely more crazy and more darkness in the world right around us all the time that we realize. Yeah, because we're we're just on the surface right now, right? It depends. Hundred percent. It depends on how deep you want to dig, but like, uh, um. Original ideas are very are not very common. No. So you uh, it's sourced from somewhere. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it's it's you take you take like you you do your research. Okay, you know what? We're not gonna go that deep, but we'll we'll, like, we'll, <laughs> well we don't want to piss anybody off and exactly. come after so, us. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll dilute it to like uh, so it's PG or whatever it is. But like, did uh, you ever uh, watch actual burn notice? Yeah. Okay. There, Matt Nix, the guy who put that together, yeah. he was doing like a panel somewhere, mm-hmm. and then like a comic con or whatever it was, and he gets approached. I think this is how it went, but he got approached by two guys, mm-hmm. um, like you know, two fine, normally dressed gentlemen who were apparently like operators, like like hardcore CAA guys, mm-hmm. and they just wanted to approach him and talk to me, like, hey, so who is your source? He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, where are you getting your info from? Because like everything Michael does in the show mm-hmm. is pretty accurate. Yeah. And that wasn't even crazy. The stuff he was doing wasn't even bananas. Mm-hmm. And Nick's just told him, it's like, well, that's like, I'm just using common sense. Like, I don't have a source. I know some people. I know some FBI fellas. I know some guys who, who claim to have worked with the CIA, but like, I don't really have a source into how you guys do things. Yeah. Um, they were telling him, like, outside of the idea of the um, the secret organization within an organization, and probably I wouldn't even be surprised if that kind of stuff is true. I, I'm In fact, I think it is true. But outside of all that, they're just talking about his day-to-day um, like basic spy game operations that he was doing mm-hmm. were all accurate. Mm. So clearly, if this dude is just writing about it based on common sense, it must exist somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Because right? yeah, he didn't. He didn't like. Uh, he wasn't even going outlandish. Right? No, no, yeah, he didn't bring it out of thin air. No. So the sourcing, I mean, that's just a guy coming up with like ideas that are out there. It's like that that theory of porn, mm-hmm. like rule. What is it? Rule thirty eight or whatever it is. Like if you think of it. Porn of it exists. Yeah, exactly. So if you think of it, it must exist in the world already. If you thought of it, a yeah. crazier person's probably already implemented it. Yeah, because you, you, yeah, it came up, it came up from somewhere, 
And, yeah, your uh, thought was he able to get there. Yeah, but it's based. It's based on something. But it's always based on something. Like very, very, like very, very. Uh, like it doesn't. It doesn't happen that much. Where like that's why original stories are so awesome because yes. like they're um because they're very rare. Especially in movies or whether it's books, like you'll be like, "Wow, this, I've never thought about this before." I didn't think right? about that before. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, there's very, there's very few outliers out there. There are very few outliers out there, mm-hmm. and that's why those outliers do so well because you're just you're blown away by that idea. Yeah, because they I mean, think of they think of things that you wouldn't even you wouldn't even think of. Look at like look at like uh, uh, look at technology for example, right? Mm-hmm. Who are the outliers who who, who pushed uh, Gene Roddenberry? Gene Roddenberry, Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs. Yeah, Elon you Musk, look at these people. Microsoft, Elon Musk. yeah, yeah. Uh, what's it called uh, Bill Gates? They thought like people they, they do things that people thought were impossible, mm-hmm. and they 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 make it happen, right? So like that's that's just technology, right? But like yeah, it's just and it's uh, wild. It like when you think about Steve Jobs, you're just like you know what I want? I want a web browser, MP3 player, and a phone on all in one. Make it happen. Yeah. Like how? It's like I don't know. Get that guy who knows how to build screens. We get that guy who knows how to shrink logic boards mm-hmm. and get that guy who's smarter than all of us and he'll tell you two how to make the third guy do it. Yeah, exactly. And so just, yeah. just do it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we got oh, songs are, be, are being able to, we can put songs on di- on in digital files. You can put them in MP3s. Okay, well, why don't we just, uh, why can't you put them on a mini hard drive and put them on a computer? Just do it. On, on a phone. Like, why can't we just do that? Just do it on a phone. Yeah. You know what? Forget the computer. Do yeah. it on a phone. So, like, yeah, Steve Jobs was not a technology person, but he was an wow. idea. He was more of an idea person. He was the Danny Ocean of that family. Exactly. I mean, he just decided we got to do this. Now get me, get me ten other guys who can put it together. Yeah, and I want, yeah, I want to turn pages on a on a screen that aren't even there. <laughs> right. I mean, you think about just the idea of yeah. when you would turn when a page. Yeah. The, the, the iPad comes out. It would look like a page, but even on your phone. Yeah. I mean, when you think about the swipe, he. I mean, the swipe kind of existed on Blackberries. But he decided that, you know, when you move your finger across the page, make an animation for it to look like a page turning. Yeah. And then add a sound effect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just because. It'll blow people's minds. It'll be great. It happens. It happens, right? Mm-hmm. No, I was getting to um, that show, The Blacklist. It's just one of those shows that, I don't know, I'm, I'm weirdly intrigued by. I love that show. I love James Spader more than anything else. That guy just That's plays that say. character yeah, that, so well, yeah. right? The show is crap. Mm-hmm. All the characters are garbage. But James, but James Spader, Spader is, is phenomenal. Unreal. He's good in everything. He's good in everything. He's great in that. But there's a, the episode from last week or two weeks ago, whatever the hell was on the DBR. It's got a guy in a box that's sealed off. It's like a Lexan box, and he's just got a bomb in there. Mm-hmm. And it's the game. He's got he's to go in there and defuse this bomb, or he's going to explode. And there's got to be 100 people in the room watching it happen. Mm-hmm. It's a secret society type game. Mm-hmm. Let's just do that. That is 100% probably happening somewhere in the United States right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's definitely happening right now. Yeah, because, yeah, they have, they have to get it from somewhere. It's got to come from somewhere. Like, yeah. crazy people just exist in that ultra-rich, weird society. I agree, man. Man, have you, uh, on that note, have you started watching The Family yet on Netflix? The Family? Yeah. I have not, no. Do it, buddy. I just started. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's about this weird, again, secret societies. Mm. This crazy underground society of, like, Catholics or Christians, or they are, and how they... They're not even religious. They're not mm-hmm. even about God. They're just about using that to get into into government and controlling the world. Yeah, I, I think th- I think those 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 kind of uh, <laughs> those th- those things exist. They absolutely exist. Yeah, because I remember uh, I was watching uh, um, uh, I was watching a, an interview with uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how he like this the story of like when he got arrested at at that. Uh, um, at some, he's, 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 <laughs> one of the ones he got arrested yeah, he, at. He, he, was, he, he was watching it like a New York, a Broadway play, right? He just got fucked up, and he was like, he was just so drunk, and he's walking around. He's, 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 oh he's, no, the uh, it wasn't the Broadway play. It was the what's his name with uh, Nightcrawler from the X Men movies. There, no, no, this this is different. The this cabaret. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to the cabaret, and then he went, then he got way too drunk there. <laughs> yeah, with Alan Cumming, and he yeah, grabbed his ass. Yeah, and I think yeah, he grabbed his ass. And I think some, some at some point he was uh, another story. He was telling that uh, he went he we went to some place, some hotel. And he was really hungry or something, and he saw some chicken or something, <laughs> and he was gonna eat it, but the problem was not that, knowing where he is. Yeah, but he said like that actually that chicken was for like this one group, and it was actually for the Bilderberg meeting. No way. Yeah. He just wandered in. He wandered in. And he's like, okay, I guess I can't touch this. I, I guess I'm out. So I guess the Bilderberg meetings are always they're they're true. They're all true, man. Yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a big believer. Like I mean, we know that skull and bones exists. Uh-huh. Like when you look at all the people who've passed through that. Yeah. Google search skull and bones George Bush. Yeah, and just see what's going on there. Google search Bilderberg and Hillary Clinton. Yeah. and see what's going on there. Oh yeah, she's murdered a shit ton of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just like weird stuff that happens, and it's right there, and we talk about it like it just doesn't even matter. Like we just kind of talk about it like it's pop culture. It's in the pop culture lexicon, but we talk about it as if it's just like a weird part of pop culture that just kind of happens. Oh, yeah. But it's messed up that it not only happens, but we've just normalized it. 
We've oh, yeah. normalized secret societies. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's um, there's just so much going on with your own life. Oh yeah, and it's <laughs> well, like it's so fun. I know it's like it's like you can, but the good thing is like you. You have to start questioning things. You have to start yeah. questioning things. Yeah. So. I always kind of feel like there's only, it's only one weird turn. Like it's, it's, it's either meeting somebody or going down the wrong hallway and opening a door and being polite, whatever it is. It's never like, you never really see unless you're like a, a Trump or a Bush, like the research of the Bush family, man, they're like eight generations mm-hmm. of just built to be presidents and control the world. Yeah. But for a normal person, it's literally just walking down the street, being nice to the right person, and maybe get invited to the wrong party, and then becoming the wrong person before you realize you're in a secret society and you're doing weird shit for weird people, and you're just you're in that life now. Mm-hmm. That's what you do now. Yeah. And you got to stand there and think to yourself, well, how do I get out? Oh, how yeah. the hell do I get out of here? Mm-hmm. This is crazy. I know. Yeah. That's. Uh, Why uh, is my trunk full of blood and money? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing too. Is like just uh, don't accept things the way they are. But. Uh, Live your life to the fullest. <laughs> that's your that's your takeaway from the whole thing. That's that's what I do, man. Just, just uh, eat your vitamins, say your prayers. <laughs> eat your vitamins, say your prayers. <laughs> uh, oh, Hogan was right, man. I don't know. I don't know what uh, what group he belonged to. <laughs> man, that's that's wild. Hey, so it's uh well well he's he's clearly a, a hardcore Christian. He had the little cross on his neck. Say your prayers, eat your vitamins. Believe in God, brother. Which guy? Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's a God fearing man. God fearing man. I think he's definitely probably a. Well, I'm not sure if he was. I, I think he. I think he thought the Hulk Hulkamania was a sign from God. <laughs> a sign from you think Hulkamania was a uh, well. Who's more deluded, him or Ultimate Warrior? Hulk Hogan for sure. More deluded. More deluded for sure. More deluded. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I think he ate his own bullshit. I think the Ultimate Warrior was probably a little uh, a little imbalanced. I think he needed the right medication. I think there was probably some definite mental illness going yeah, on. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he almost had like a touch of uh, um, what's his face, Iron Sheik disease. The Iron Sheik disease. Yeah. Where it's like he he felt he he became the character. I kind of feel like the Iron Iron Sheik um, was like you're right. He was not the character. He bought into it, but he still knows he's not the character. I sincerely hope so. But his his rage, in his rage, Conan, he becomes the Iron yeah. Sheik. Did you see the when when uh when he went on uh when Iron Sheik was on Kenny versus Spenny? No, I didn't. I oh I, I know God. what you're talking about because is, I did see him it's, on it. It's, I never watched the episode. That episode is so funny. Like it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Does he say things like Bibula and yep. Booby? He's like he goes, Hulk Hogan. He's I don't want to say the the F word, but like uh uh the other F word like F the three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's like uh, he goes, I but he kept selling it, he kept saying he's like, I sold out Pontiac Stadium, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Fucking pussy! Like he kept saying all that stuff, and, <laughs> and then like the Spenny's looking at him. He's like at the camera because they don't know, right? Yeah, he's like he goes Iron Sheik. He's like I love you. I remember like when you went to this thing, and he's like, and then Iron Sheik's like, who? Spenny, Spenny, I call you Benny. Who's your uh, favorite wrestler? And he's like me. I loved uh, Andre the Giant, like Hulk Hogan. And he sees, as soon as he said Hulk Hogan, oh, Iron Sheik no. lost it. I was like, oh my god. Oh and man! Turned, and it didn't turn out well for the loser of the competition. It has got to kind of suck. For guys like that, and and having been in the position where um they at Reds, I met a lot of guys, like a lot of high level musicians. Mm-hmm. I got to meet a lot of those people. But when you think about the Kenny versus Spenny, the Iron Sheik, it's gonna suck when you're kind of local famous, and then you meet somebody who's really famous, who you kind of idolize in a sense, and it turns out they're not very nice, and they're gonna be really mean to you. Oh yeah, they're not. Yeah, like, what's that? Yeah, never meet your heroes. Yeah, the never meet your heroes yeah. thing, especially if like an up and comer, right? Oh yeah, like, these guys were fighting. I like, and they were like, they each had like a. Like a a, prof- a, a a professional wrestler to train them. Mm. I've never heard of these guys in my life, and they these guys were like they were doing it out of a Jim Staples and Scott Bowman. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. there is a Scotty Bowman. Yeah, sorry, it, Scotty Bowman. One guy whose name was a uh, textbook text, whatever uh, his name was, right? And these guys were jobbers. like, yeah, pure jobbers. These guys were like doing it out of a warehouse in a uh, in like downtown Toronto or something like that, oh, or, or like rough. on the outskirts of like downtown Toronto. Uh, textbook test dice, text Dyson or something like that. Like I can't remember his name. <laughs> And uh, the other guy had like a Bret Hart like thing. I don't know what it was. It was just it was just fucking humiliating. And uh, but uh, but the episode itself is is so it's so funny. Like uh, just just the just the diabolical scheming and like the like diabolical scheming versus like tried and true like uh, com- competition <laughs> wrestling competition. It just came to a head, and it was just it was it was fucking humiliating. <laughs> I can imagine. I yeah. mean, those guys are not Blood somebody everywhere. who I want to yeah. get involved in a uh, like a wrestling prank challenge oh, to yeah. begin with, because mm-hmm. it just seemed like it would take it too far. 
Oh yeah, they 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 went uh they they went almost to the extreme and then they, the wrestling was garbage. But like and the guy who was judging it, he's like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do here? Like these guys, these two idiots are doing this." Man, I have got that the uh the old CBC gem. I think it's all on there. The Kenny versus Penny. I'm gonna take your advice and give that another deep dive. Cause I, all I the, remember, yeah, all all of Kenny owns all the Kenny versus Spenny episodes. They're all on YouTube. Really? Yeah. Just oh, go, I did not just, know that. Just type in Kenny Hot, it'll have like all the episodes listed. It's all there, huh? It's all. He put it, them all on YouTube. It was one of those shows where um, the first like couple seasons when it was on, it was always on. I mean, mm-hmm. when you turn because I mean, there wasn't a lot to watch back then. No, it was, the on, it was on CBC or Showcase. Yeah. yeah so you turn on CBC and it was always on that. Yeah. And like two or three episodes in the afternoon, when you come home from school or come after, like right before work is always on. So I used to watch it then, and then I just kind of stopped. Oh yeah. But man, it was it got crazier it was and crazier. Nuts. Like the Kenny versus Penny is somebody's gonna get hurt. Oh, they, they got those guys got hurt. Like they those guys they they killed each other. I mean, like emotionally. Yeah, like they did. Oh, yeah, they, they, <laughs> oh, yeah. they, they it ruined their relationship. I could imagine they were really rough on each other. Oh yeah, they, uh, uh, yeah. There's been blood. It's like there was a, uh, they've been, they almost yeah they almost killed each other. Well, the one I remember that got too much for me, and I think we've talked about it here, was when they handcuffed each other to each other. Like who was gonna be the first one to give up the the handcuff? Oh yeah, and, they, and then uh, they invited that one guy who's the most annoying guy in the world. Yeah, the most irritating friend yeah, of um, Wolfish. Wolfish of Kenny, right? First, yeah, for, yeah, he's Kenny's friend, but Kenny's buddy. Kenny knew that, uh, that uh, Spenny owed him money. Yeah. Or they, uh, they, but it was like settled. But uh, but he's also the most annoying guy in the world. God. And he's like, yeah, you have to stay here for you can you can stay for the weekend or whatever, right? Well, didn't and, he go up into a room and take a shit? Like he had to go to use the washroom more than, or he took like a laxative or something. No, like uh, what happened was that uh, Kenny, because uh, Kenny like goes to the washroom all the time, right? Yeah. And so Spenny's like has to sit next to him while he's doing it, but then Wolfish is like drive. He starts driving Kenny insane. Oh man. And then he looks. Then while he's Going to the wash, he looks down at he looks down at Kenny and Kenny's just just covering his face. He's like he's like Spenny, I have to give you credit, man. I can't believe you haven't gone insane. Wow. <laughs> then he's like, Wolfish, get the fuck out of here. God, what a I yeah, I will I will definitely give that another go. Yeah. I'll give that another try. That that show is one of the gems that's always it's it's right up there. I think in my mind, without really having watched it a lot, there I mean, anyone can disagree if they want to, but it's right up there in Canadian comedy with kids in the hall. Oh, for sure. You Hands can't down. do those things anymore. Like kids in the hall will never I know Tall Boys is trying really hard and they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. And Bruce McCullough's got his hands in that. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like you're never really gonna get kids in the no, hall again. Yeah, because like uh even like the guys like if you watch the DVDs, because uh, I have all the I have all the DVDs of Kenny versus Penny. Mm-hmm. And like even on the back And you were a huge fan. I was a huge fan, and like my brother and I were huge fans, still are huge fans, and uh at the back, it has like quotes from David Cross, like all these comedians. They're like, they're like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. That is pretty rad. Yeah, and so yeah, it's a. Um, I'd watch that episode. Uh, who's a better professional wrestler? I will give that a go. Yeah, that's uh, twenty minutes, man. I'd watch. That's it. pretty rad. Yeah, um, I got a lot of quotes in this book. Let's just think about professional wrestlers: Jim Ross, Bret Hart, uh, Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. We got the old Becky Lynch and Finn Balor all in there talking about that. <laughs> Name names that you don't know, but uh, I know quite well. Nothing. I think that's uh, we've, uh, we've kind of hit our number here. Okay. We're we're not really going too too hard these days. We got stuff here, Al. I mean, is there anything else that you want to bring to the table to finish the day off with? Uh no. You gonna I rant think... off on some topics real quick? Uh. Oh, dead air. I'm trying to think here. Um, what happened? Uh, this. We... No, I'm gonna see how like in the news. There's nothing really really going on. Yeah. Uh... But on that, yeah, I don't have anything. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Outside of all that stuff we talked about, yep. we got nothing. Secret societies ruin the world. Yeah. Uh, that's They're it. They're putting microchips in babies' brains. <laughs> <laughs> Neuralink. And you want Neuralink. Yeah. Uh, say, say your line. Peace out. <laughs>